Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not. Alright, welcome to the Cobra Cast with the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. I got my co-host, Ricky Et Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show and welcome Et Dog. How are you today, mate? Ah, yeah, very well, mate. Just, you know, we've been smashing out recordings, chatting to people all around the world. And right now we're about to get into another episode. Uh, we finally, finally got to speak to this club that we've heard so much about. The the Austin Crows is, yeah, I reckon from episode one, well, not episode one, but our first oh. American club, which had to to Denver and episode back then. Four, I think, for episode four. So... Episode four of what was then called the Around, Around the Globe, Globe series, where we have literally just scrapped that and now the Cobra cast is just this. Yeah. <laughs> For now. We obviously when fingers crossed we get our footy season back next year, we will be back to doing what we originally intended for in a recap show. But we're gonna to continue to do this as well. So we got to the point where we're like, why are we calling it Around the Globe series? Because let's just call it the Cobra cast and so I'm at the Cobra Cast, the official podcast of Aussie Rules Around the World. Yeah. Hosted by two Rickies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we finally get to chat with somebody from the uh, Austin Crows, chat to James. Uh, and they are the powerhouse of American Aussie football. Yep. They've, uh, what are they, back to back three times? Yeah, were they going for their third? And I think they might have been, yes, because they went back to back, lost. Back to back, back again. And then they're going for their three peak, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. They and just Faker's, hadn't quite hit the three peak. The Faker has probably, what, 70, 76 episodes to get to them. And we started doing these ones at episode eight. So it's taken us a while to get to them, but we're here. Yeah, we now. finally got them. And, mate, and we've by doing Austin, mate. They sit there and say Texas is the big state. You know, the big state, nothing's bigger than Texas. Well, we've clocked Texas, mate. We've completed Texas. Dallas, Houston, Austin. We're done. We're, we're out of here. Yeah. Mate. It was you, good. You tell me another podcast in the world that's completed all three in such a short period of time. Well. If this was a video no. game, mate. We'd be unlocking that character moving on. Yeah. We're just on our way to platinuming. Um, North America, we'll, yeah. we'll get there one day. Slowly but surely. Yeah, if everyone, you don't want to rush, and if clubs would respond, that'd also help. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but anyway. mate, it is. Uh, you did mention Monday that Wednesday is now the day you're going to do your podcast recommendations. So it's 
it's to help everyone get past the hump day and, and you know when you don't have any cobra cast to listen to for the next few nights you can listen to the pet dog's recommendation so what do you got for us all right mate so the first uh first podcast the cobra in north america so this bloke is actually the captain of oh, the captain sorry the coach of the canadian north wind which is the national canadian team for aussie rules um, he has a podcast called Where Others Won't. He's, uh, his name is Cody Royal. Uh, fantastic podcast. It's, um, he's spoken to some absolute fantastic people in sport. Um, it's quite, he actually released it like a Netflix-style podcast. So I think he, was it, he released the first uh, yeah, 14 episodes he released on the day. So first he put an episode out 14. It got enough traction. I think it got him to the first top 100 episodes, listen to top 100 podcasts in Canada or something like that. So oh, it's a good listen. I've only, I'm not going to lie, I've only just come across it in the last maybe two weeks. And uh, so I've been smashing the hell out of that at work. So it's, it's a good listen and hopefully going to get Cody on the show uh, in a handful of weeks. Um, and the second one is a podcast called Sacked. It's uh, hosted by, I think it's, John Ralph from the Herald Sun and Greg McFarlane, I think it is. Um, so they talk the uh, prominent AFL figures about their time in sport, and obviously, as the uh, and obviously as this, the um, name of the show points out, they talk about how they got sacked. So yeah, during the week they had uh, Andy Andrew Cracker on talking about how he um, oh. got sacked. Obviously, well, didn't get sacked, but uh, got incarcerated, come back out, then got sacked by the Magpies. The other week, they had Dougie Hawkins on, talking about getting sacked by the Bulldogs, and then a year later, sacked by Fitzroy. So, uh, that's a good listen. Uh, yeah, so then we, my, two, my two recommendations for this week. But more importantly, mate, something that we forgot to mention on Monday night, it's finals time, mate. Finals time. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> Still feels a little strange, doesn't it, that the weekend that was that's just been would have been grand final day, and not only was there no AFL grand final, there was no bloody AFL at all getting played because it was a bye week. Yeah. Um, but finals, mate, it is it is upon us yeah. this weekend. Who, who, who do you want to win it, mate? Who do you want to win the whole thing? <sighs> that's that's tough. All right. I don't know. I just want some good fo- finals footy. But, I reckon it's going to be hard. Richmond seem to be hitting their stride at the right time as they freaking have done the last couple of years. But I don't want to see them bloody win it again. So, I knew I was going to ask this question. I had, I had my answer lined up as a joke. And I actually can't even say it with a straight face. I was going to say Collingwood just to get your reaction. And as I'm sitting there getting ready, I'm like, I can't even say it without pissing myself off. <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate myself. They scrape, they scrape bit. Yeah. Let's be honest, they scrape bit. Yeah, but can you imagine if I was just turning around and go, "Yeah, I want Collingwood to win it." What would you say to that, mate? <laughs> yeah, you're kidding yourself. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna really hate to say this because the footy club will become unfucking bearable. But I'm hoping the Saints can get it done this year. In a year that the travel doesn't really play a factor, the Saints have played some good footy. Uh, we know people, the Saints. Out of everyone in the finals, the Saints are the only ones that haven't won it in fucking less than uh, this, this century. Yeah, this century, yeah. I'd like to see Saints get the job done, but yeah, I, I personally think it's going to be a Brisbane put out of their grand final. But hopefully the Saints can get there and 
it's much the club will become unbearable. Yeah, see, all, all those three clubs you just mentioned, Saints, Brisbane, Port Adelaide, they're probably the three I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, and then you could probably add the doggies in at the end there's, you know, the the roughy outsider that I, I don't you know, I wouldn't mind if the doggies won another one. But um yeah, the Saints my old man did message me after their last game and said, oh, I'd love to see the Saints win one just because, you know, Rat's been a Carlton man. And then uh, I messaged him back and said, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but there's too many unbearable Saints supporters at our club. So, yeah, yeah it, I agree it, with it, you. I, I, for that, for that, you know, the sake of the club that's, that's struggled for so long and, and, that little connection to Carlton there with Rats, which I'm always, I'm still pissed off that we sacked him. Uh, and it just shows how good of a coach he is with what he's been able to achieve in his short time at St Kilda. With, uh, okay, I do think if, if Saints are going to win it any year, or anyone from outside the top four are going to win it this year, any year, it's going to be this year because the fact, I think I went for a kick with uh, our good mate Joshy Herford yesterday morning, or on Saturday morning. I'd like to point out, mate, my hands... My hands are getting back. My hands were on. Um, but we are discussing. We worked out that we, St Kilda actually won't travel. So St Kilda can win this week. They don't actually have to travel outside of Brisbane for the whole final series. So that could be a good thing for them. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, the thing that's completely different this year. Is you've got teams that, you know, in these bubbles and these different places and you're talking about getting a home final or whatever. What's the... You know, play a home final at bloody the Gabba or something, or they might have to then go back over to Adelaide to play against Ford or whatever. But um, yeah, it's a little bit different, and it's going to be weird not seeing the G packed house for a grand final. But let's just hope we get some good competitive footy, and we're not asleep at half time because Man. it is a night game. You know, it's <laughs> going to be. A, I, uh, I said to my wife the other day, I'm like, I actually feel sorry for you the grand final this year. And she sort of looked at me. She's like, I think her head was going well to begin with at the moment. No one's allowed here. So I don't, I don't have a house of 30 people causing mess. Why would you feel sorry for me? I said to her, I'm like, well, normally in grand final day, you really only have a couple of hours worth of me playing footy songs, you know, up there, Kazali, and one day in September. I'm like, it's a 7.30 kickoff. You've got, if, and I'm going to be drinking at my normal drinking time of grand final day of 10 a.m. So you've got, a good t- 10 hours worth of IF footy songs. So, like, I feel sorry for you. You'd, normally, you stick it by an hour. <laughs> Try 10 hours of it, love. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for it too because <laughs> there's not that many great footy songs I enjoy listening to anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's just grand final. You've got to have the theme songs going on grand final day. The good thing, though, about 7 o'clock kickoff, normally the grand final, you know, your grand final marathon only runs from that night before. You've got a good 24 hours worth of grand final marathon to be able to watch. Yeah, but it's going to be so much Richmond. It's going that's, to be, why you, you, that's why you YouTube your own ones, mate. Yeah, if, and especially if they make it to the granny, it's just going to be all bloody Tigers this, Tigers that. Yeah, and I, I can't stand it. I'd much rather see St Kilda and those fans make it and then lose to Port Adelaide and that'd be the best ever. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's get into it, mate. Oh. I think stuff I need to read about announcement that just happened today. So, all right, mate. So we're chatting to James from the Austin Crows. Enjoy this one, mate. They are the powerhouse of USAFL. So enjoy this chat, and we'll catch you on the next one.
All right. Today we would like to welcome uh, James Bates all the way from Austin, Texas. He's the uh, a player for the, the powerhouse that we've heard, Austin Crows, and more importantly, the social coordinator. Welcome to the show, man. <laughs> thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for jumping on, mate. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get stuck straight into it so you can head off for those drinks with your mates, which that dog's just getting more and more jealous every time he gets mentioned. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so how did you get involved uh, with the Austin Crows over in Texas? Yeah, I guess um, so. I made my way over here. I did some, um, some study at the University of Texas here in Austin. Um, so I was over here on an exchange program and um, just for six months initially, um, finished that up and started working that I guess at that point I'd, I knew about the club, but um, once I'd stopped studying, I kind of lost touch with some of my mates. Um, a lot of them were mainly exchange students. So um, I actually ran, in, ran into, um, I was at a festival and I had an Australian flag and there was a girl there um, who used to live with, um, at, with, with, the, with the coach, Stefan Barr. Um, so she was asking me, oh, do you, do you play for the club and all that? And I said, oh, look, I, I don't, but I want to get involved. I, you know, so she put me in touch with Steph, who's um, our coach. And, um, you know, he was like, oh, I'll come down to training. So I guess that's, that's how it started. So it's been a really good, um, it's been really good for me just um, meeting some other Aussie blokes. And, um, you know, it's really given me a good social network. And, um, yeah, I guess a lot of the, a lot of the guys are kind of like family now, so um, it's been yeah really good for me. So yeah, love the love the club. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's been a, a very common common answer with the Aussies heading overseas that they find a, their little sort of home away from home at a at a footy club somewhere. Um, but when and how was the club first founded, and why did they go with the Crows? Yeah, so I think um, from what I understand, the club. Um, was founded around 2002 um, by Grant Campbell, who's a um, club legend, I guess, and um, and another guy, Simon Boyce. So um, I know they went with the Austin Crows um, because um, Austin and Adelaide are sister cities. Um, so I know that's why they went with the Crows. Um, so I know they started out initially, it was just a couple guys having a kick at the park. Um, kind of grew from there, um, got a few more guys down. And I think they only really started playing. I think they played a few matches and all that. And I think they only started playing at the national championships maybe around 2007, 2008. Um, and it just kind of went from there. So I think at that point they realised that, you know, it was quite fun travelling around the US playing Aussie rules and, you know, doing trips places and getting on the piss after and, you um, so I think that's how it, you know, that's how it kind of started. And I guess from 2008, we won our first um, Division One um, flag in 2013. So um, I think from 2008 to 2013 each year, it was kind of more guys coming on board and, and that sort of thing. So, they, you know, we kept getting better and better each year. So. so how did the club go in its first nationals and how many players did they have back then? Well... A little bit before my time, but I think we barely scraped together a team. I know early on, I, know, I mean, now, now we're enjoying quite a lot of success, but the older guys kind of say, you know, early on we'd go and play in Dallas and Houston, and I know Dallas in particular used to, um, used to flog us. So um, I know early on we weren't that competitive, but we, you know, we found a couple 
couple guys with a bit of athletic ability and taught them taught them how to play and kind of grew in numbers. A few Aussie guys jumped on board, you know, moved to the moved to Austin and kind of you know went from there. So um, yeah. As you said, you've had a bit of success in the past uh, handful of years. Has that made it easier to get more players down to the club uh, like nowadays? And how many players do you guys currently have on your list? Um, yeah, we've probably got 50 or 60 guys. Um, you know, got some guys float in and out. We always take two teams to nationals, so we've always got a squad of 40 or 45 guys. Um, so in terms of, yeah, I guess... Um, I mean, a lot of the American guys that have started playing for us, um, they usually, you know, they, they know someone at the club or they've lived in Australia or they, they know about the game and they, you know, they sort of come to it that way. Um, we've had a few guys the last couple of years since I've been involved um, that have come over. We've got a relationship with, I think it's Montrose in Victoria, so one of the clubs there. Um, so, Montrose. Anyway, um, so we've had we've had guys come over and then more guys have come over and that sort of thing and you know for, for six months and you know come over and played for us and sort of had a bit of a you know working holiday and footy you know thrown in there and over here in the US so um, so we've we've never really had a shortage of Australian guys I guess um, so I guess I mean yeah we've had we've got we've got enough American guys I, I guess that's you know, mainly our main recruiting focus now is trying to get more American guys involved and get them, you know, and, and most of the guys that do come down and play with us, you know, they, they love it because um, I, I feel like over here in the US, unless, you know, you play your high school sport and then unless you go to college and play, you know, competitive college sport, there's really no other competitive sport over here. You know, you either go and, you know, play kickball or um I don't know, whatever else they play, volleyball or whatever, you know, on a Tuesday night or something like that. You know, you don't, they don't have that competitive sport. So the, a lot of the guys that come and play for us, they, they love it because, you know, they can, you know, they're quite good athletes and all that. Obviously not good enough to play basketball or NFL or whatever it might be at a college level, but they, they, they still like, you know, that competition and all that. So they, they really find their niche playing with us. So. Yeah, nice. So I did mention in the start that you guys are quite the powerhouse and, Throughout our travels through the US, uh, Austin comes up quite often as the team that, uh, you know, the team to beat at the Nationals. So, is that been because you've been able to, to gain some of those sort of, you know, top high school athletes that haven't quite gone on to college level and come across and, and given the Aussie game a, a crack? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess, I mean, all the clubs over here, I mean, they're especially the competitive ones, everyone's got good Australian guys, you know, it's, it's really the difference is where, you know, how good you can get your American guys. Cause the way, the way the rules are, you've got to have nine Aussies and nine Americans on the, on the field at any time. So you're only really as good as your weakest few players really. So um, I guess that's where we, where we, where we're strong, I guess, is, you know, those American guys, um, you know, some of them play like Australians, you know, you wouldn't even know that they, they're American, you know, like, um, so, and then, yeah, I mean, someone like a, like a Nolan Cox, you, you know, his, his brother Mason plays at Collingwood, um, you know, Nolan was a college, he played college basketball at Oklahoma State, so, I mean, he's a, he's a talented athlete, um, so, I, um, you know, having someone like him in our side's a big, big advantage, so, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'd say the name of the game really is how, how good you can develop those Americans, you know, particularly. Um, so. Yeah, nice. Uh, Nolan's been mentioned a couple of times of his travels down in Seattle and uh, heard a story of uh, Mason Cox coming over for a Nationals and being a runner for a game and yeah, quite the sight to see this big buddy seven foot bloke around being a runner. He's been over the last two years and, and ran run water for us. So, um, so uh, yeah, he uh, it's always good having him having him around. So yeah, well, you definitely wouldn't wouldn't miss where to go to get your water from. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for sure. Uh, but whereabouts do you guys get to train and play your games? Yeah, so uh, we we play at um, Zilker Park here in Austin, which is. Um, you know, it's basically downtown Austin. It's, um, I wouldn't say it's right smack bang in the middle of Austin, but it's just across the, across the river from, you know, the main CBD area. It's only one or two Ks. It's, um, so, uh, I mean, that's a big advantage for us is that, I mean, compared to like in LA or somewhere like that, Austin's quite a, still quite a small city. Um, but getting, being able to get guys to training at a, you know, what's a quite a accessible venue is a you know big advantage. I think in a bigger city like LA or maybe in New York, um, trying to get forty blokes to training on a Tuesday, you know, it's pretty hard. Uh, you know, we've all obviously got jobs and all that over here. So um, you know, trying to get I, I think that's one of the, an advantage for us is being able to train at um, you know, quite a central location. So um, we yeah so we we actually be, so we train at Zilker we play our games at Onion Creek which is a soccer facility um, about twenty minutes south of um, downtown Austin so yeah nice so you mentioned you've had some success at oh no, sorry Rifty I was muted went to try and say something um, oh. <laughs> I'm, just on, I'm just on Google Maps and I'm looking at Zilker Park and it looks like a fairly decent size area and the pictures that they've got have got a lot of people in there do you guys get you guys must get some funny looks. Every so often, oh, people yeah. coming through they, and they see this odd-shaped ball getting kicked around by blokes in short shorts and a singlet. Oh yeah, they, they they don't know what it is. They think it's bloody witchcraft or something. They, <laughs> I mean, everyone over here they'll they they see it. They think it's rugby, but um, yeah, obviously it's not. Um, so yeah, Zilk, Zilk is huge. I mean, there's two massive ovals. That's where they actually have. Um, I don't know if you boys have heard of it, but Austin City Limits Music Festival. So they have that. Oh, yeah. um, they have that there, so it's um, yeah, it's quite a quite a big park. So I mean, during the during the week and on the weekends, people just go down and throw a frisbee or lie in the sun or whatever it might be. So there's there's always a lot plenty happening down there. So um, yeah, we no, we always get a few interested looks. So it's uh, <laughs> yeah. As as the fact that you play like you train in such a big open space actually. Um, Attractive people to come down and have a kick the next week because they're sort of just going through this massive park. They see you guys and go, oh, that looks like something I might be interested in. Yeah, I, I think more just the accessibility of it. I mean, it's not, you know, we're not 30 minutes or an hour outside of Boston. I think it's quite easy to get to. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, the park's got quite a good atmosphere about it. So um, I think they're all, you know, reasons and factors why people come down and want to get involved. So, I've just also jumped on and seen where you actually play your games. And you guys have one luxury that a lot of clubs around the world definitely don't have. You've got this massive training facility you can use. And then even the ground that you play on is a decent size complex as well. Yeah. I mean, Onion Creek's a great facility. 
um, we'd we'd have all our practices there, but just um, you know trying to get guys there after work, it's a bit harder with traffic and that sort of thing. Um, and they, um, yeah, so and they they we we have to pay fees to get on there. So um, you know they're a bit more than than Zilpa. So um, so I mean, but yeah. Onion Creek's a great facility, so, um, so yeah. Yeah, very nice. It's yeah, one of the um, rare places where you actually got a decent place to train that, and and play your games, where, like you said, a lot of the other places, they're sort of scrounging for a ground somewhere. And, yeah. Uh, well, you know, was it somewhere in New York? Well, they were talking about having to scan the ground for all, Glass and everything before games and things like that because it's just you know parked in the middle of nowhere type thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's been a few clubs that have uh, been like that. Yeah, so to actually have a nice, nice place that you can go that's not too far away from people and um, yeah, and gives you that you know, hopefully you get a few more people after all this uh, COVID stuff's going down and they start walking their dog going, oh, these guys look like they're having fun. I might might have gotten to for them and join some. Yeah, no, one of our one of our one of our better players, um, Ben Carpenter, he um before I started playing, he I believe he's I think he's got South African background, but he was um just down at Zilka and he saw us practicing and training and um came over and started asking questions. I think he was he's quite talented at cricket, but um he started asking questions and stuff, and then he came down and trained with us. And um, he's been, I mean, one of our best players. Um, he's represented the U.S. national side and all that. So he's, um, yeah, that was, he was a pretty handy pickup. <laughs> yeah, very nice. So yeah, you mentioned at the start that you've had a bit of success in the uh, U.S. AFL uh, regional tournaments, but what about the the Metro and sort of? The, the you know metro games do you play and and who who else do you play with and how how do you go with those yeah so um the metro games metros is a you know intra club um competition that we have i think most of the usafl sides um have them so last, last year we did it um worked well we actually picked four captains um we did did a draft um so we all went to a pub and they you know, it was like, you know, being a being a kid, you know, getting picking picking teams. So they they did that, which made it fun, and um, so we um, you know, that that worked quite well. Um, I guess the Metro Comp, um, we we played that at the start of our season, so in sort of May, um, so that'll run for a couple of weeks. Um, we'll have a final. Um, so last year last year we played, you know, Tuesday Thursday nights, and then we had. We end up having the final on a on a Saturday morning, and then went to a, went to a pub after and had a few beers. So that that worked pretty good. We got a few few of the um, wives and girlfriends down there, and a few of the supporters. So we kind of made a bit of a spectacle of it. Um, so yeah, we um so we had the metro comp, and then the regional comp um, is um, so we're in the central region here in in, in Austin. So um so um yeah, we've been pretty successful. There the last couple of years, and then the, the nationals is the big one in October. So um, yeah, I guess regional and nationals are the, the two big ones. Yeah. And I'll say, how do you reckon we'd go at Doug if we told all the guys instead of training Tuesday Thursday nights, 
we're going to play games and we're going to have a final, we're going to do a draft and all that. Reckon we get more to training if we did it like that? Look, you would think so, but remember what happened when <laughs> our season got cold off and it was like you can still train and we're like, oh, we'll play a nine-a-side competition. Remember how that went? Yeah. There'd be blokes sitting there. Be, I reckon you probably get more blokes there for training, but you'd obviously get blokes sitting there going, well, oh, what's the point? It's not a real game. I'd rather just train. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyway, yeah, you're not wrong yeah, there, Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bit like that with us. I mean, we play, yeah, it's usually nine-a-side or seven-a-side. We're playing a soccer size field, you know, a- a- AFLX basically. Because um, it's kind of the start of the season, guys, being a bit careful and trying not to get injured and that sort of thing. So um, then, I mean, some of the games do get pretty competitive. So, um, yeah. yeah. So over here, there's a thing called AFL nines. And the issue with that competition, it's all um, sort of, it's all touch. So there's no tackling okay. and everything like that. And when our season got called off, we, went to a few of the boys, you know, how would you guys feel about playing a nines game? Yeah. And when we meant nines, we meant proper tackling like you guys and AFL Europe clubs do. And our yeah. blokes were like, I'm not playing nine a side. It's no tackling. It's not real footy. And it's like, okay, we're not meaning that non-contact sport. And even if we yeah. are playing an actual competition without contact, be thankful you're getting any footy at all. But anyway. Yeah. But so no, the blokes who were bitching about it, I've never seen them make a good tackle in their life. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I've never seen them get a hard ball either. They're all the ones yeah. outside. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're made for the softer game. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we mentioned that you guys are the current powerhouse of the USAFL. So you've won five Div 1 titles since 2013. So 2013, 15 and 16. So in 2017, you didn't get the chance to go to three-peat. And then yeah. you won at 18 and 19. So 2020, you would have had a chance to go for that three-peat. How yeah. devastated were you guys when you found out the tournament was off and, again, you're going to need to wait another year for the chance to finally get that three-peat? Yeah, it was pretty disappointing, I guess, um, in the context of everything going on at the moment. It's not really that important, but it, it was disappointing. Um, I know Stefan, our coach, was pretty upset in particular. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I guess the three-peat's still on for 2021, but it may not quite be the same. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. But I guess we all kind of kind of knew a few months back that's the way it was heading. What is it now, August? I think the USAFL made the final decision to scrap the tournament in, um, in July. So, um, yeah, I think we, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. So, yeah. Um. I forgot where I was at. Sorry, Rifty. <laughs> I was thinking something I was going to ask you. Then I'm like, ah, oh, it's actually, I'll wait for later. But, um, okay. So how hard do you guys find it to get sponsors for the club? Yeah, good question. Um, we're pretty fortunate. We've, we, we do have some good sponsors. Um, it's usually through, you know, guys at the club, companies they work for, family members. Um, we've got a few bars that, that sponsor us. Um, so we've, we've been pretty lucky, I guess. Um, I, I know back in the day, it wasn't, we weren't always in such a strong financial position like we are now. Um, but, um, yeah, one of our sponsors, Shipping Easy, contributes quite, quite a bit of money each year, which is, which is good. That's through, um, through one of the players and, and, um, our club president, Tim May. So, um, yeah, they're, they're very generous to us and, um, all, all our sponsors have been pretty good, so... 
yeah, nice. It's always handy when you can get sponsors. So even down here, we struggle to um, get sponsors for a club just because it's such a, unlike other clubs around the world where you're trying to sit there and go, hey, this is Aussie rules. You know, they're just like, is it rugby? <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it seems to be the uh, common trend that we're hearing. Down here, yeah. it's like, oh, we've got 10 other clubs, 5Ks, where they're interested in sponsorship as well. So yeah. always good to get sponsors. Um, so one thing I've noticed on your Instagram and Facebook is your jumper. So you wear the Adelaide Crows strip. I've also yep. noticed that you've had a, like a wider version, which is the Adelaide Crows um, uh, Sandful team. Yep. Do you guys get kits sent over from the Adelaide Crows or is it just sort of a bike buys heaps of them and it's just easier? No, we actually, no, good good question. We, um, both kits were donated by the Adelaide Crows um, to us. So, um, yeah, a few years back, they donate. They were actually the plain strips that the guys were wearing. Um, you know, with the numbers and everything. So um, I know like a number four, I think was Josh Jenkins, was it? I might be wrong yep. here, but um, so that, that number four is like an extra large or an extra, extra large. And then um, some of the other ones are smaller sizes and all that. So it is, <laughs> they, they were actually the plain, yeah, the plain um, jumpers that the, that the boys were wearing. So, um, and then, yeah, that white strip was donated as well. Uh, um, uh, maybe two two years back or three years back um, by the by the crows as well. So they've been pretty generous to us, um, you know, um, donating some uh, some jumpers to us. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, really cool. So whose uh, jumper did you get? Um, oh, we we usually just wear different numbers each week. Um, I usually try and grab a medium or a large, just depending on uh, what sort of shape I'm in, I guess. But um, <laughs> The problem with the with the crow, like there's so many smalls and mediums, and I mean, because all the guys these days are trying to wear tighter jumpers to, um, to um, so they can't get tackled, I guess. And um, with us blokes over here in our twilight years, um, you know, the largest and the extra largest go pretty quickly. So, um, That's yeah. it. so I don't like my chance of getting into any of them jumpers they wear. I'd be sitting there trying to sew a couple together just to. Uh, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you'd be a. Uh... You'd be right to fit in Eddie Bet shorts, so. Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think most, any, most blokes could get into those ones, I think. <laughs> um, all right, so we mentioned at the start that you're in charge of the, the social side of things. So what, do you, what sort of social things do you guys do, and do you do anything special for AFL Grand Final Day? Yeah, Grand, grand Final is usually one of our, um, one of our biggest ones. Um, so we have, we've had a party at one of our sponsor bars the last couple of years, um, you know, so we'll charge a, um, a cover charge and um, put the game on. And um, last year we didn't have a great turnout. I think, you know, GWS, um, Richmond game, we didn't have a great turnout. Um, the year before for West Coast Collingwood, um, you know, we had probably 200 people show up, um, which was great. So um, we had a really good turnout that that um, that year, so um, yeah, no, it's always a great night. Uh, the game usually starts about eleven thirty over here, and then um, and then it'll finish up about two two thirty. So um, yeah, it's always a that one's always a good one. Um, we usually do like a, like a boat cruise, so um, we'll take a charter a boat out here on Lake Austin, um, get some guys together and girlfriends and whatever other girls we can convince to come on the boat so that's that's always a good one um gets quite hot here in summer so being on a boat 
um, quite enjoyable. And then we'll we also we'll we'll do a couple of other you know uh, functions throughout the year. So um, one one we've done the last couple of years is um, last song standing. So um, everyone will chuck twenty bucks in, pick a song, um, we'll throw it on a playlist, and then um, hit shuffle, and then whoever's song comes out last gets the gets the kitty. So that's um that's been a fun one the last couple of years. So and then um and then we'll do I mean after every game we'll have a we'll have a post match function. So um I mean we don't we don't play every week like you guys probably do back home. Um so we might play every three weeks sort of thing. So um so yeah we'll have a depending on where we are. Um I mean we play a Texas Cup against Houston and Dallas a lot. So um we'll play one round in Austin, one in Dallas, one in Houston. So after each um, after each round, we'll um, we'll have a, a get together after. So yeah, nice. Sounds good. And I I read that you uh, guys did a trip down to the Bogota Bulldogs to play against. Them. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was a that's that was probably the best trip we've done since I've been involved. Um, yeah, one of um, one of the guys, Kenrick Tyrell, had a contact down there. Um, a guy I knew from back home. So um, yeah, we um. We uh, yeah teed up a trip and played them, which was awesome. Um, you know they really looked after us, rolled out the red carpet, um, you know put on a really good spread. Um, we played at one of so we yeah we were just in Bogota, um, pretty quick trip. We went down Thursday, came back Monday, um, played at the played at some polo fields, um, which were immaculate. <laughs> um, so I think that's actually where the cricket guys over there play as well. Um, so, um, yeah, those fields were great. Um, playing at that altitude was pretty interesting. Um, out. I don't know what exact number is, but it's quite quite high at altitude. So, um, yeah, that was, took a bit of getting used to, but um, yeah, that was an awesome trip. So we're, we're planning to go back this year, COVID um, threw those plans into disarray, but we'll, uh, we'll hopefully be back next year. So, um, yeah. Mate, yeah We'll, we'll have a few blokes that will want to join in on that trip. That's for sure. Yeah, say, sure. When he said it, <laughs> it was a short trip, and he's like Thursday to Monday, I'm like, yeah, I reckon our boys could get up to a lot of mischief in Colombia in five days. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we did manage to. So it, was, um, it was very enjoyable. So from the uh, itinerary on your Instagram page, it looks like they definitely rolled out the red carpet for you and looked after you. Yeah, they made it really easy. I mean, we just, we just showed up and, um, you know, hotel and, um, you know, sightseeing activities and the game and all that, they, they made it pretty easy for us. So, one thing I do want to know is what's the exchange rate over there? Because it's got here $20,000 per meal. Like, obviously, that's Colombian dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what, what oh. that? <laughs> I can't, I can't even remember now off the top of my head, but, um, uh, um yeah, uh, US dollars were going quite far, which was yeah, good. So, so um, was well, Something you, you sort of just brushed over, and it's it's actually quite crazy to think that there's a guy playing for Austin that's an Aussie that knows a guy playing down in Bogota that's an Aussie that were mates back home in Australia that they're now playing Aussie rules over the other side of the world in two different parts of America, and yeah, oh, we'll just get together and play a game together. It's it's not it's not a chook at a Melbourne. It's bloody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Austin and Bogota, you know. It's... And they, 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 um, they're the South American champs. They, they play against um, the Santiago Saints in Chile. Um, so they're the only two 
um, sides down there. Um, so they, they those 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 two clubs play each year, and um, Bogota were the champions. And I guess we kind of labelled it as the North American champions versus South American champions. So, um, so um, they actually wanted to come into the USAFL league, and the US league said no. I don't know why. Um, we've got Canadian teams in the league and that sort of thing. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure why they said no, but um, yeah, I could only see advantages to it really. But anyway, yeah, I think from us, uh, when we chatted to Brian Barish in the USAFL, he mentioned that they were trying to come into the USAFL national tournament, and um, I think they did say he did say something about it was being considered. And but yeah, I can't see how it's a uh, it does anything besides promote the game in the North and South America region. Oh, exactly. Yep. But just to go back to that pricing, mate, it's like like twenty thousand dollars per meal. It's like five bucks, five American dollars. Five bucks. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at that going twenty thousand per meal. That's pretty expensive. And then when you actually knock it down to American dollars, it's five bucks. It'd be about yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah, ten bucks pretty Australian. Cheap, pretty cheap trip. Yeah. You're spending a million bucks over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um. All right. You are in Texas, and we're big NFL fans. Where do your allegiance lie? Who do you, who do you go for? Um, so at the college level, obviously, University of Texas. Um, yep, so that's my number one. I don't know. I guess at the NFL level, I kind of – I've gotten into the fantasy football, so I'll be supporting various players <laughs> on a Sunday. Um, I mean, I like, I, like, I like Houston and I like, um, I like Dallas. Um, but it is good to see the Cowboys lose sometimes when um, people get pretty upset, which is pretty funny. It is, so, it is isn't it? How good is it when the yeah. Cowboys lose? It's just so satisfying seeing their supporters just get <laughs> all shitty. And, oh, he, toys, he, out, toys he, out the cot, so. Yeah. Oh, he, he caught it. He caught it. <laughs> <laughs> there we Mate, go. That was, a, that was the catch of the century. That was never a catch <laughs> Uh, no, nah, but I mean, I like seeing the Texas teams do well. Other than that, I'm not too, not too fast as long well, as the so Patriots don't win. How how are you looking for your uh, fantasy draft? Yeah, we just um, actually the message was going around today asking who wanted to be in. So um, I'm not sure when we're going to have it, but it'll right, be, if, it'll if be you get up, if you so. get the number one pick, who are you taking? Um, oh, good question. Need to do a bit of research, I think. I would have taken... Surely Mahomes getting the number one pick. Yeah, probably Mahomes. Maybe a running back. Um, maybe Zeke or someone that we'll, uh, we'll see. I reckon we McCaffrey, set... maybe. McCaffrey. McCaffrey's pretty good. I reckon we need to set that up for us boys, Rifty, in our uh, Cobra Ball in our Madden our NFL groups. Yeah, could imagine Dico's disappointment if he lost a fantasy football league. Oh, mate, well. let's, get it, let's get it done. <laughs> <laughs> So we're doing a, a Madden tournament um, here. We've got about, I think, 12 blokes from the footy club all get in here for a day and have, I think last time we had three TVs going and you know, nice. a, a trophy that's probably four foot high. And yeah. uh, <laughs> the bloke, the other rift is uh, a back-to-back champion of it at the moment. So with, with the Dallas Cowboys, I might add. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, in the first tournament, he got beaten in the final by a bloke with Miami. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I beat myself that time. Yeah. Anyway, where are we up to, Rift? Let's 
All right. So how long have you played for, including back in Oz? And, and what position do you play? Yeah, so I've played since I was uh, five or six. Um, right through to played high school football and then um, two years of uh, amateurs in the Colts. And then I kind of gave it away after that. And then only started playing over here, um, you know, a couple of years back. So when I was about 25, 26, I'm um, 30 now. So, um, yeah, so I've been playing for quite a while, I guess, all up. Um, I'll play sort of half forward, forward pocket um, on the ball sometimes. Um, yeah, it just depends on where we. I'm kind of, uh, I kind of play all over, I guess. Um, just depending on where we might need to plug a hole or whatever, but um, or availability, I guess. But um, sounds like you, Rifty. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think like a higher forward's probably probably a good position for me. Yeah, nice. So, who do you follow in the AFL? Uh, so I'm from I'm from Perth. So I'm a, I'm a West Coast man. So um, good to see we're. Uh, up and about at the moment so we'll see how we go once we go back into the hub but um yeah we're, we're moving pretty nicely at the moment yeah nice as a west coast fan i'm gonna guess it could be one of the uh your champions that you had back in the day but who's your favorite player of all time uh i i love i was a big chris judd man when he was at west coast he was um he was pretty pretty unstoppable and pretty pretty great to watch so Probably, probably Chuddy. Good man, good man. He's a great player. Um, all right, this is one of the questions we've just sort of added in for our international friends. We, we, this is one we ask our own guys. But if you could go back in time and attend any individual sporting event, what would it be? Boy, probably the US Masters. Probably the US Masters year that Scotty won. Yeah, that would have been. I'm a big. I love golf, so um, yeah, that oh, would have been just, pretty unreal. Just endeared himself to a few of our players. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we often most Fridays we get together on Zoom and sort of watch a footy, and there's usually one of them that's sitting there watching the golf. You know, just it's a replay of the golf. It's not even yeah, live golf. It's not even live. He's just watching the the replay of the Masters going on. So, gotcha. um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. It's time for Ed Dog's favourite parts. We want you to throw some of your teammates under the bus now. Okay. All, All right. right. So what do you got, Ed Dog? All right. So who at the uh, Austin Crows would you consider as the class clown? Oh, jeez. Um, oh, maybe someone like a Bonson Bartell, who's a country lad from uh, country Western Australia. Um Wish I had some good material for you boys, but uh, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably someone like a Bronson. Yeah, nice, lovely. Uh, how about uh, the party animal? Oh, I think most of the guys at the club would probably say myself. <laughs> <laughs> Being a social coordinator, um, yeah, usually lead the young boys astray when they come over. So um, I'm going to nominate myself for that one. Oh, I don't know if I. Go saying that too loudly uh, with the current climate that you lead the young boys astray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but who's the guy that takes the game far too seriously? Oh, it'd have to be Stefan Barr, our coach. Um, yeah. Immaculate preparation. Um, diet is on point. Um, yoga classes, stretching, 
ice baths, you name it. Um, Stefan is very professional, very organised. I mean, he's a quite awesome coach, um, you know, um, but probably takes it a little bit too seriously sometimes. <laughs> so has he come from a, high, a higher sporting background in the past? Um, or? I mean, he's played um, a good level, level of amateurs in back in South Australia, I believe, um, the Goodwood Saints. Um, so I, I think they're pretty, pretty strong club. Um, it's just kind of Stefan's nature, I guess. He's, he's pretty professional and organised. So, um, yeah, nice. Um, I think you can forgive the coach for being uh, taking it pretty serious. No, I mean, he's, he's a big part of our success in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, he's easily the best coach in the USAFL, um, I'd say. So, having never done it until a couple of years ago, he's kind of, he's been very impressive. So, yeah, nice. All right. So, who's the one guy you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on a on a trip down in Bogota? <laughs> oh, it'd have to be probably Matthew Foster. Um, yeah. No, maybe not Foz. I don't know. Maybe someone like a Ryan O'Malley. Um, yeah. But there's probably a few guys. Maybe maybe Josh Shelton. There's uh, quite a few. Quite a few reptiles on the side, but uh, <laughs> any of those three. Uh, <laughs> What's that? You you almost gone through the rest of the team. I oh, know. <laughs> any of those three would probably you probably wouldn't want to share a room with. All right. So who who has the best nickname? Oh jeez. Trying to think of a couple. Um, Probably should have read the questions before I came on. <laughs> should I? What, what, what you think? So, as I said before, I had something I was going to ask you. I'm like, oh, I'll wait till later. This is where it is. So, on your Wikipedia page, your captain's is under Anthony Seymour Butt. Yep. Now, where does the Seymour come from? I'm a big Simpsons fan. Yeah. So I'm, under the, the... I'm thinking it's come from Seymour Butts from The Simpsons. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yep. Um, so that, that that is a that is one of the better nicknames. Um, Christian Merritt, we call him Money. Um, there's a card game we play over here, and he this was before my time, but he he won pretty big one day, so he, he got the nickname Money Merritt. So that's another good one. I, I do like how the fact that you know, as I said, when I say it, I'm like say more about it. it has to be from The Simpsons, but I love the fact that on the <laughs> on the Wikipedia page, it's. Made sure it's Anthony Seymour, but you made sure it's, whoever does your Wikipedia, give him props because that's a. I don't I like know who that. did that. I think it was I think it was Ben May. Um, uh, give him props. Another good like one that. is um, we got Brian Melissa, um, so we call him Briss, Bristle after uh, Brian Taylor. Um, looks nothing like him. He's got blonde hair and no moustache, but uh, yeah, we call him Bristle. So that's another. He's got no idea. Who Brian Taylor is he's American <laughs> American guy. Um, Brian Melissa, but uh, Bristle's a good nickname. So um, that back to Seymour Butts Rifty, he'd uh, fit in that AFL VFL Simpsons team I sent you this say, morning. Yeah, just this morning you sent me an when we, uh, AFL VFL Simpsons team. So when we get off, I'll send it through to you. Yeah, so someone someone obviously got that much time in their hand. They've gone through the history of AFL and VFL and made a team that's got names related to Simpsons characters. It's, okay. um, <laughs> I've, so I've sent it through to you because yeah, he'd fit right in there. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Who's which two blokes got the biggest bromance? Oh, probably three of us. Um, myself, I always Henry. enjoy it when someone throws himself under the bus for this question. <laughs> it's, 
probably probably the three of us, me, myself, uh, Kenrick Tyrell, and uh, Matt Foster. Um, yeah, probably probably the three of us. I'd throw in uh, Nick Anderson as well. He was in he's um, back in Australia now, but he was another one. Um, we kind of nicknamed ourselves the Hurricanes. A um, couple, couple of years back, they had a pretty big hurricane here in Texas, Hurricane Harvey, which um, which hit Houston pretty bad. But we were, we were supposed to play that weekend here in Austin, um, but it rained a shitload, so they called it off, and we went down to the pub and um, just got shit faced. And that was probably the first weekend we'd hung out with um, Matt Foster who was living in um, Brenham, Texas which is about an hour and a half away so um, he got put in touch with the club and um, anyway so that was the first time we all hung out so he he came in and we didn't really know him much and um, he's a, quite a big loud personality and um, you know he was fine shots and uh, he's one of those blokes you just got to meet him I guess but um, yeah so we I don't know we nicknamed ourselves the Hurricane sounds a bit yeah, but anyway. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's, it's but then nice I, I guess I guess you could almost say uh, so. Stefan Barr, our coach, and uh, Ben May, um, probably not so much a bromance, but Stefan's ended up marrying uh, Ben's sister Georgie, so um, they've uh, ended up as brothers, I guess. Oh, so it's nice. There's a. Coach's pet and brother-in-law. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? So he's the coach's pet and brother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is, he's, uh, he's probably our best player in all, <laughs> in all honesty or one of our top three, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so he wouldn't want to upset the sister. He could end up in finding himself in a position he definitely does not like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, oh, mate, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time out on your uh, Friday night to join us. Yeah, no um, worries. That was that was good. Yeah, we'll let you go and, and get on the beers with the boys tonight. Um, but yeah, you've mentioned Wikipedia, mentioned Facebook and Instagram, so shout out those and we'll uh, make sure we share those for the uh, for the listeners to yeah. go follow along. Yep, for sure. Yep, give us a follow and we'll follow you guys. We're uh, I think we're the, at Austin Crows on those channels. So um yeah, no, thanks for the chat, boys. Good to hear some uh, Australian accents and I uh, hope you're all staying safe and keeping well. So, trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying thanks, our best. Uh, take care and yeah, enjoy, enjoy the drinks with the boys. Will do. Thank you. Cheers. All right, cheers. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast Cobra Cast with the present VP.